0: future go to noblegoldinvestments.com now noblegoldinvestments.com Past performance may not be indicative of future results investing in precious metals including gold involves risks consult with your tax attorney or financial professional
1: before making an investment decision as many of you may know, Katanji Brown-Jackson has been confirmed to the Supreme Court. A 53 to 47 vote, three Republicans broke away from the Republican Party in order to vote for her, and now that she's been confirmed, it is no longer racist to point out how stunning and brave it is to have a black woman on the Supreme Court. Remember, it wasn't racist when Joe Biden promised to nominate somebody because they were a black woman to the Supreme Court as a campaign promise, it wasn't racist when he did nominate somebody to the Supreme Court who was black and a woman and they pushed out the previous justice in order to do so but then it became racist for a little while to attack Ketanji Brown Jackson for somebody who is picked based on her race and her gender but now that she's through it is no longer racist anymore and we can all celebrate that a black woman has been put on the Supreme Court
2: not just the Supreme Court that's why I'm proud to say with the great help of Dick Durbin I've nominated more black women judges of federal appeal courts than all previous presidents combined
1: and it gives the media excuses to be randomly racist against clarence thomas which we're also going to talk about in this video but before we get into any of that we got to talk about today's sponsor i'ma throw it over to them long-term sponsor of the channel supporting the sponsors help support the channel it is incredibly difficult to lose weight this is due in part to the fact that we are surrounded by things that are meant to induce bad cravings in us like fast food chains that are everywhere in this country but also your body's actually working against you because after age 20 every single decade your metabolism slows down by about four percent a year so you need a secret weapon and the secret weapon that i've been using to help manage my weight is keto with justice this thing right here this little magical powder you put it in your drink in the morning and it can help you prolong a state of ketosis which is a fat burning state this has worked better for thousands of people than any of the other fads that you guys hear about and it's based on the same principles as the Keto diet. I recommend it as a supplement to your diet, but it can work on its own to help you meet your weight loss goals. And if you're interested in trying this and you're out there in my audience, guess what? If you go to ketowithjustice.com, you can get 51% off your order. That's ketowithjustice.com. Get one of the better weight loss supplements out there. Trust me. So Katanji Brown Jackson has been approved for the Supreme Court. Congratulations, by the way, to Mitt Romney for voting yes on Biden's Supreme Court nominee. The same Joe Biden who said that Mitt Romney during the 2012 presidential campaign was going to put black people back in chains. Look at what they value and look at their budget and what they're proposing. Romney wants to let the, he said in the first
2: hundred days, he's going to let the big banks once again write their own rules. Unchain Wall Street. They're
1: going to put y'all back in chains. Has now shown Joe Biden exactly how not racist he is. And I just want to say congratulations, Mitt Romney, for really showing Joe Biden how much of a meanie he was for calling you a racist who is going to bring back slavery as one of your goals during the presidential campaign. I'm sure you're very happy to get the very nice pat on your head. I mean, sincerely,
2: but I want to thank three Republicans who voted for Judge Jackson. Senator Collins, who's a woman of integrity. Senator Murkowski in the same way in Alaska and up for re-election. And Mitt Romney, whose dad stood up like he did. His dad stood up and made these decisions on civil rights. it deserve enormous credit for setting aside partnership and making a carefully considered judgment
1: from President Joe Biden. Congratulations, Mitt Romney. We are all impressed with your stunning and braveness. Thank God for Senator Mitt Romney, this Republican who definitely shows us how to win races by basically surrendering to the Democratic narrative, even after they spit directly in your face, even when it's the very same person who spit directly in your face. So stunning, so brave, so proud of you, Mitt Romney. Wow. Wow, wow, wow.
2: I knew it wouldn't be easy, but I knew the person I nominated would be put through a painful and difficult confirmation process. But I have to tell you, what Judge Jackson was put through was well beyond that. There was verbal abuse, the anger, the constant interruptions, the most vile, baseless assertions and accusations. In the face of it all, Judge Jackson showed the incredible character and integrity she possesses.
1: Now, look, there's been a lot of controversy about Ketanji Brown Jackson in the media and around the questions that were asked to her during her confirmation hearing, so much so that Joe Biden has declared that Ketanji Brown Jackson had the absolute most difficult of all time Supreme Court nomination process in history, in the history of the country. It was so hard to get this foregone conclusion candidate onto the Supreme court because the Republicans were so out of line with their questions by telling Katanji Brown Jackson before the hearings which cases they were going to ask her about, and then asking her about those hearings in a very limited way. On top of that, you have other Republicans that were just so rude, so racist, honestly, and sexist, and racist, and sexist, and sexist, and and racist, that they actually had the gall, the audacity, the caucasity to ask Ketanji Brown Jackson a very, very difficult question that she was not qualified to answer because she's running as a Supreme Court nominee, not as a biologist at the head of Harvard's medical school. And that question, of course, is what is a woman?
2: Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No.
1: Yeah. I
2: can't. You can't. N- not. Not. In okay. this context so I'm believe- not a biology.
1: Of- now, to be fair, because we are the fairest people on the internet.com, there is a part of that clip where Katanji tried to backpedal out of her non-answer to that question by saying something related to a legal context, meaning, what do you mean? What is a woman? Are we going to certain specific cases? But we all know, at least in part, that Katanji was trying to virtue signal to the trans is by not directly answering that question. And again, to be fair, the senator who asked her that question was doing so for the clip, for the media, so that they could raise money off of this. I'm not going to pretend that Democrats or Republicans, even though I'm more aligned with one party than the other, don't do things to get attention to fundraise in the media. A lot of the opposition against Ketanji Brown-Jackson was opposition for looks, for aesthetic, because there was no real chance that she was going to be knocked off the court. Absolutely not. No way in hell. It was never going to happen. And this is what brings me to the big controversy that a lot of people are talking about, which is Ketanji Brown Jackson's record on sentencing when it comes to videos and images of children that are illegal in this country and in a lot of countries. And what 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 she was sent to Zaman, yes, I'm dancing around the topic, d- d- relax. So here's the thing, I don't come on this channel to placate you guys, I don't come on this channel to lie to you, I don't come on this channel to feed you information that everybody else is feeding you just so you can feel good about yourself, because that's not what we do. I am going to explain to you why Ketanji Brown Jackson should not be on the Supreme Court. But first and foremost, we got to go into the sentencing thing. So the basic allegation against Ketanji Brown Jackson is that she was too light on the people who manufacture, distribute, sell, and consume child porn. And Katanji Brown Jackson's argument for why she would give sentences lighter than in the sentencing guidelines is that essentially the laws that they're dealing with were passed pre-internet, so they were meant to or intended to go after somebody who was more participatory in the process of procuring, distributing, and consuming child pornography. That is the issue at hand. And on its own, I can already tell you that is not a good enough justification for Katanji Brown Jackson to augment the law or augment sentencing in order for the law to fit what she thinks the law should be. That is called judicial activism by definition. So Katanji Brown Jackson, in this regard, if we left it here, would be a judicial activist. But here's the thing. Katanji Brown Jackson is not the only one who holds this opinion. In fact, federal prosecutors for years have basically been operating under this legislation as if it was the legislation that they wanted it to be changed to rather than what it actually says. So during the course of the sentencing portion of a lot of these cases, prosecutors from both sides of the aisle will actually submit way lower sentences than are provided for under the guidelines based on the amount of material that the person they're charging ultimately ended up having so judges routinely at the federal level will sentence people to lower than the guideline sentences because essentially the prosecution and the judges have done a way around the congress to make the laws what they believe to be more updated for modern times now long term i actually hate this not because i don't believe that the law should be updated from time to time. When you have the internet and a new distribution mechanism, you need new protocols in order to deal with that distribution mechanism. But the thing is, one of the things that prompts people to update the laws is the fact that the laws are being applied as written and not producing the outcomes that people ultimately end up wanting from the laws that are currently on the books. When you have judges and you have prosecutors that decide on their own that they're not going to be applying the laws as written, we end up in a system where the laws never actually get changed, where Congress doesn't actually have to do the hard work of passing legislation as it relates to the internet so that we can get a better outcome on the process. Essentially, these people are acting outside of the law in order to achieve the goals that they want because Congress doesn't want to or Congress doesn't want the political heat for doing so, and that is inherently a very political action. And this is where I fundamentally actually do have a problem with Members of Congress, specifically members of the Senate, attacking Ketanji Brown Jackson in this manner. And the reason why I say this is because essentially all the power with this issue rests with the Congress. If the Congress wanted to stop federal prosecutors and judges from sentencing these cases in this way, then they would pass legislation that would make it not possible for them to sentence offenders in this way. On top of that, the Congress, if they agree with what the prosecutors are doing and what the judges are doing, which, by the way, they likely do because they're not passing legislation to change it, they should update the laws accordingly so we know exactly where these representatives stand on this issue. So what we have here is a situation where judges and lawyers are basically doing their own way of practicing the law. They've been doing it for a long time in this nation. The power vests in the Congress. The Congress has been daring in their duty and now they're attacking a judge all the way at the end point for this now with all that being said after examining some of the cases in question it does appear to be that katanji brown jackson would be on the lower end of what federal judges were sentencing these types of offenders to based on what the prosecution was recommending so if the sentencing guidelines call for 20 years and the prosecution is coming at the judge only asking for five katanji brown jackson might give something like three years and again these are just made up numbers but the sentences on the top end are actually quite extreme because again these laws were designed for possession of material when possession of material actually required possession of physical material but again all of this could have been resolved by the Congress. So all this virtue signaling by Republican Congress people who had the House, had the Senate, actually passed a law specifically having to do with sex trafficking related to the Internet. That's what shut down all those Craigslist personal ads. They could have addressed this issue way back when. They never did so. So I don't feel all that sympathetic to the Republican argument. And I acknowledge that this is a partisan maneuver. If there were similar sentences from Kavanaugh or Amy Coney Barrett based on this Way that the prosecution and the judges are kind of doing their own thing outside of the sentencing guidelines, then that would be something that would have never been brought up by the Republicans. And if the Democrats would have brought it up, people would have used lefty justices like Ketanji Brown Jackson as an excuse for a thing that everybody's doing. So ultimately, if it is your goal to get stronger sentences for these people or just update the legislation, all of that is withheld in the power of the Congress. Specifically, by the way, the Judiciary Committee is supposed to be the committee that talks about, discusses, and forwards legislation on these matters. The Judiciary Committee is not doing so, so that's basically where we're at in terms of this issue. Now look, you can get mad at me for that statement, you can get mad at me for that sentiment, but honestly, Ketanji Brown-Jackson's on the Supreme Court already. It doesn't matter what I say about these issues, and on top of that, I'm not going to lie to you about legal issues because the political side that I'm on is representing the cases in this way. You guys know as well as anybody that I am very tough on crime and I believe in the deterrence effect. I believe in incapacitating criminals. So you would know where I would line up in terms of the sentencing on a lot of these issues, but I have to look at the overall practices of the judiciary and I have to point out and acknowledge factually that Katanji Brown Jackson is extra light in comparison to the sentencing guidelines, but considering the way that prosecutors and other judges handled these cases, she is just on the lighter side of the guidelines or of the de facto guidelines, which is what these people are actually asking for. Now, to give you an idea of how light Katanji Brown sentences actually were, I decided we should go to one of the most controversial issues, according to the Republicans. And this, of
2: Order now
1: course is the case of 19 year old wesley hawkins now he was 19 at the time he's much older now but when he was 18 years old wesley decided it was a good idea to upload five videos to youtube.com this wonderful website right here of prepubescent boys doing things that are not only inappropriate for youtube but inappropriate for the law this caught the attention of the fbi an fbi agent reached out to him and started a correspondence and through the course of the emails the fbi agent was able to get Wesley to send the agent two additional videos that were illegal in this same way. Wesley was, of course, eventually arrested. He pled guilty to all the counts. And there is some information about maybe Wesley was helping the authorities in order to catch who was distributing the material. Ultimately, none of that matters. 19-year-old Wesley was before Katanji Brown Jackson, facing charges that, according to the guidelines, should have got him about 8 to 10 years in prison. And what he specifically had was 17 videos on his laptop and 16 images on his phone of illicit material. He expressed to the FBI that he was interested in children, boys specifically, age 11 to 17. And he appeared before Katanji Brown Jackson. Now, despite the fact that the guidelines said you get eight to ten years for this much material, the prosecution actually only asked for three years. So they were already lowballing the sentence. Actually, scratch that. They asked for two years because this guy was cooperating and other mitigating factors according to the prosecution. The defense for their defendiness Asked for one day because they were like, listen, he pled, he cooperated all the way, gave information, could lead to other arrests, whatever, whatever. Give him one day. Also, they did this weird defense that is super questionable, except for the fact that they're defense attorneys. So they have to advocate for their client where they said that he wasn't really a pervert. He just happened to be a guy who grew up in a religious household who was discovering his sexuality. Nothing weird about it. Don't worry. So, Katanji, in response to the one-day request and the two-year request, ultimately ended up giving this kid a sentence of three months. Now, he had to do some other stuff. We're just talking about the jail time now. You know, supervision and all that. That was all in there. And in 2019, Katanji actually modified the sentence to add in more surveillance because they were worried about him reoffending allegedly. Now, some Republicans speculated that he did reoffend, but this part of the information is sealed, and a lot of this case has sealed information, so it's hard to get a good grasp on it. And it appears from an anonymous leaker at the probation office that they asked for it because through the therapy sessions, they found out that yes, he is still attracted to boys in this age range. It was not him discovering his sexuality like the defense comically throughout now if you read katanji brown jackson's reasoning for this case essentially she was saying it was a first-time offense he didn't appear to be a part of a bunch of communities to procure this material and he cooperated so she gave him a light sentence in the hope that he was being rehabilitated now katanji today has no answers about this case that are of any use. She dances around the topic, and when asked why she added the extra surveillance in a hearing, she played dumb despite the fact that the senators put out the cases that they wanted to talk about in the public beforehand. I can respect Katanji Brown Jackson giving a lighter sentence on an issue that's so sketchy because she's essentially attaching her name to this and if the outcome's bad, it would look really bad on her, but what I can't respect is her unwillingness to defend her reasoning as a judge. She's the one in the room. She's the one who saw this kid. She's the one who read his letter. She's the one who he threw his mercy onto the court in front of, so she should be able to tell us why she made this decision better than... Than the fact that prosecutors recommended a lower sentence the defense recommended almost no sentence so she decided to do a little more than almost no sentence that's what i can't stand defend your philosophy i don't mind a judge that would take a risk based on what they believe using judgment but you got to be able to defend it especially when you're going on the supreme court now with that being said the fundamental issue with the forwarding of the nomination of katanji brown jackson is has and will always be the justification from the left. Left for nominating Katanji Brown Jackson. And that is that Katanji Brown Jackson brings a unique perspective based on the fact that she is a black female to
0: the Supreme Court. Uh, identity politics doesn't rule everything. It's important to have an African American female perspective if it generally represents and represents that perspective
1: right and that might sound perfectly fine in terms of Representatives in Congress there are areas that are largely black and they should have representatives that represent their values that's what the House of Representatives is for however that's not what the Supreme Court is for the Supreme Court is supposed to interpret the Constitution and apply the laws equally the Constitution says what it says the Constitution means what it means it doesn't say something different if you're a black woman it doesn't say something Something different if you're disabled. It doesn't say something different if you're a trans, non-binary, other kin midget. That's not how the Constitution works. So the idea that she's bringing this unique perspective to the bench, based on the fact that she's taking something with her that's not the Constitution, makes her unqualified to be on the Supreme Court, and that applies to absolutely everyone. Now, comparatively to the other left-wing justices, she's essentially the same as the other left-wing justices. The Democrats don't nominate people that don't believe the same things that they hit it out of the park on their court nominations every single time republicans have a history of nominating people to the supreme court that slowly over time or sometimes gradually or sometimes even immediately move dramatically leftward toward the other side of the bench in order to implement democratic policies there are no such instances in recent history of left-wing nominees becoming more conservative over time which means that katanji brown jackson's black female face on the Supreme Court is just her being the mascot of the ideas that the left is already trying to forward. And there's a very good reason that we know this, because there is a black court justice on the Supreme Court right now, one of the longer serving justices on the Supreme Court, and that, of course, is Clarence Thomas. And as Ketanji Brown-Jackson has made her way through the nomination process, we started to see incredibly vicious and disgusting attacks on Clarence Thomas, specifically attacks that label him somehow less of a black person than katanji brown jackson how clarence thomas doesn't know anything about the black experience unlike of course the wonderful stunning and brave katanji brown jackson this is outright stated by cenk Yuger over at the young turks and i want to review this idea just to show you how what the left is looking for is ideological hegemony not actual representations of experiences on the supreme court
0: Identity politics doesn't rule everything. It's important to have an African-American female perspective if it generally presents and represents that perspective, right? But obviously, Clarence Thomas is on the Supreme Court, and he doesn't represent anything near the majority African-American opinion in this country. Uh, he's, in fact, very, very far from it. He might be the furthest away from it. So there you have Jenk
1: saying that, unlike Katanji Brown Jackson, Clarence Thomas doesn't represent the black opinion, the black perspective in the United States of America, and he actually might be the furthest away from the black experience, because he's a black guy that disagrees with the left, thus making him the greatest sinner among all the sinners amongst the left. But here's the thing. What is that based on, other than the fact that Jenk doesn't like when black people are conservative? What what is he talking about in terms of Clarence Thomas being the furthest away from the black perspective? Have you ever looked into the background of Clarence Thomas? Any of you people out there on the internet.com. It's absolutely fascinating. And when you compare and contrast it to Katanji Brown Jackson, you will be startled by how the left fundamentally lies about absolutely everything. Because if you were to look at these two people's experiences and identify which person had the more authentic black experience, whatever that that means or truer to the majority black experience the answer would be unbelievably obvious and stark that of course it's clarence thomas let me give you a perspective on katanji brown jackson's background versus thomas's background so katanji brown jackson's parents both graduated from historically black colleges after graduating from these colleges these guys took jobs in public schools and education, and basically worked there throughout their entire lives. Katanji Brown-Jackson grew up incredibly comfortable comparatively to the general black population, and she did quite well as her parents had job security and were able to put her through Ivy League institutions, which, by the way, she graduated that on her own just because your parents provide you with opportunities doesn't mean that you automatically take advantage of that, but essentially, Katanji Brown-Jackson was groomed for success, was groomed for this role, her parents were people that were deeply connected or at least were set up to be connected with the liberal elites in our society and she fulfilled that role and congratulations to her setting all the things i said about her earlier aside because she achieved her parents goal of being on the supreme court that was what she was prepared for her whole entire life now let's compare and contrast that to clarence thomas clarence thomas was born in 1948 aka in the jim crow era he was born in the deep south of the united United States of America. And Clarence's father left him when he was two years old after their house burned down. So at two years old, Clarence Thomas was the child of a single parent household. His mother worked as a maid, and they had nowhere to live. Clarence went to an all-black primary school that was run by the Catholic Church, exclusively taught by white nuns, and then he went to a boarding school where he was the only black student to graduate in his graduating class. He took that path all the way to success, going to college, eventually getting into Yale, and eventually working as a lawyer for Monsanto before ultimately replacing Thurgood Marshall on the Supreme Court after a heated battle where he was accused among other things of sexual harassment allegations by an agent of the left Anita Hill. And that's just the footnotes history of Clarence Thomas. And yet, somehow Clarence Thomas's history is just not authentically black. He is nowhere near the true black experience like Katangi Brown Jackson has. I mean, just look at her first name, it's Katanji, and look at her last name that she got from her white husband, it's Jackson, that sounds really black, unlike Clarence Thomas, who's married to a white woman pay no attention to the fact that Katanji's married to a white dude, but he's married to a white woman, and his name is Clarence, a name that is actually super black in the United States of America, if we're being perfectly honest, and very old school I mean, all this guy really had to live through was segregation and being in the Deep South during that period, being homeless at Age two, single parent household, being abandoned by his father. None of that stuff actually relates to the modern black experience. Kataji Brown Jackson, the child of educators who is groomed for success, so much more similar to the black experience. It's just, it's just, it's honestly a shame that they basically nominated a white guy in Clarence Thomas to the Supreme Court in 1991. You see how crazy this is? You see how not rooted in reality this is? Clarence Thomas, by the way, also went through a whole black nationalist phase before he ultimately grew out of it and of course him growing out of it is the sole reason why he's not considered a legitimate black person by the left if you were to compare any of the metrics background education how much you had to struggle how similar to the general population the black population of america today somebody is versus back in the day clarence thomas hits all of those notes and yet he's considered not authentic to the black experience because Clarence Thomas says that the Constitution means what it says and doesn't have to bring his own personal opinion to the interpretation of the document. Katanji Brown Jackson is going to pervert the document. Therefore, she's more authentically black because the Constitution written by white people. I don't know if you guys know this. White people wrote the Constitution and that makes it racist. Katanji Brown Jackson acknowledges that. Clarence Thomas, who actually lived through racism and struggles and struggles that are quite common in the black community, he doesn't understand that. Self-made man versus somebody groomed for success, this is what we always see battling out on the internet.com between the right and the left. A bunch of far leftists feel like they didn't earn it or they were set up too well for success therefore nobody else earned it or the government has to do everything just like their parents did Clarence Thomas is not one of those people and that's why the attacks against him have been so vicious when theoretically if it's about getting representation on the court we should be celebrating the black members of the supreme court now i don't believe that i think your qualifications take precedent over everything but clarence thomas is indisputably qualified and he has a long history of jurisprudence where he recognizes the constitution and uses a very strict interpretation of it unlike Katanji Brown Jackson, who seems to do whatever she wants. Everything they tell you is a lie. Everything they tell you is a deception. This whole idea that you have to go out of your way to attack Clarence Thomas in order to elevate Katanji Brown Jackson really just shows you that the Democratic Party, the far left, see black people as their pets, and they need to put down other people's pets so that theirs can seem better. Clarence Thomas is misbehaving in their mind, and that's why they have to take him down. And of course, that's exactly why they just can't sell celebrate their own nomination because supposedly that's all they wanted was this unique black female perspective they have to tear down another black person in order to build her up when in reality katanji brown jackson is nowhere near as qualified or as notable as clarence thomas and her upbringing isn't even as interesting but hey those are just my thoughts let me know your thoughts down in the comments below if you like the video you can show me by leaving a like you can subscribe for more content you can follow me on all my social medias you can support me via the support links in the description box this has been and me talking about Katanji. Till next time